Welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Hello, and welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast. This segment has been taken from Thrive Thursdays with Dr. Patricia Mills. I hope you enjoy this episode. And here is Dr. Patricia Mills. Hi there, it's Dr. Patricia. How are you? It's Wednesday, my live at brunch day, and I'm so excited to join you here today. We're going to be talking about uh, all things, uh, well, not all things, that's a lot of things, but hormone replacement therapy. There's a lot of people who have been asking about that. Um, and I wanted to bring some clarity to this super important issue, okay? Because it's important for women who are, um, being offered or considering any kind of hormone replacement. So that could be um, whether it's like a birth control pill, either for uh, fertility itself or for non-fertility related issues, right? That can pop up too. Um, and it can also be for people who have um, problems like acne or menstrual regularities and their doctors offering them um, a hormone replacement therapy like a birth control pill or an injection or a Mirena IUD, something like that, all the way through to um, uh, women who are um, kind of suffering from menopause and postmenopause and, and using things like hormone replacement therapy or bioidentical hormones. So I wanted to chat about that. First, I think it's important for us to understand that um, when we talk about hormones, uh, they're all obviously interrelated, right? So we have sex the what are called the sex or steroid hormones and the cascade of hormones is from um, the building block of cholesterol to pregnenolone is the mother hormone and then we have uh, one down one stream is progesterone to cortisol down the other stream is dhea which then makes estrogen and, and uh, testosterone and um and the thing is, when because they all come from the same building block and they all have like certain kind of steps that need to go through, when you affect one, you affect the other. And it's not just like looking um, at one thing, like um, I'm just going to look at my estrogen levels and see how are my estrogen levels doing. It's estrogen relative to progesterone, relative to testosterone. So that's when you hear the term estrogen dominance coming up is that you could eat, you could have estrogen dominance from either having too much estrogen and progesterone and testosterone, for example, or normal, or you could have normal or even low estrogen and progesterone and testosterone are even lower. So you have this estrogen dominance, but uh, you actually have, you would think, oh, I have too much estrogen, but you could actually have not enough estrogen. So it's, um, we have to be very aware when we're speaking about hormones um, that there is this complex interplay and that it's not just like the absolute level of each one, but the level in relative to each other in addition to the absolute level, you see. And when you have something like stress causing increased cortisol, it'll pull the building blocks into cortisol away from progesterone and estrogen and testosterone. Now you've got lots of cortisol, but not enough of these other hormones. And you can get things like estrogen dominance just from that. Right. You could imagine that, you know, because the path down to cortisol is progesterone. 
um, through progesterone. So you pull down progesterone by increasing cortisol, and now you have more estrogen at possibly a, a normal rate at first with low progesterone, you have estrogen dominance. And if this pattern continues, your progesterone goes down, 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 and then your estrogen starts to go down, 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 and your progesterone and estrogen is still relatively high to estrogen, but your estrogen is down. So this is why uh, it's when we speak about uh, hormones, um, um, it's in, it's an interesting dance. I think of it like a dance, and you need all players in the dance, um, like all participants in the dance, to be um, operating optimally at their best. Um, so again, if you're joining me, uh, put in where you're calling me in from. I would love to hear from you. That would be wonderful. Um, so uh, now, uh, hormone replacement therapy. So let's say, uh, unbeknownst to you. Um, things have been happening in your life. It's um, stress that's causing that what we call cortisol steal, or um, your body doesn't like the hormones that's in cow's milk, not added hormones, but just the hormones of the cows. When you go to your doctor's office, what will happen is you will be um, presenting with um, signs and symptoms, like things that you're feeling or seeing in your body, like rashes, hair loss, um, uh, night sweats, hot flashes, um, painful periods, hemorrhagic periods or spotting periods, irregular periods, um, uh, acne, difficulty with... Um, uh, getting pregnant or staying pregnant, uh, carrying to term, and then all the menopausal ups and downs, like that roller coaster is extremely severe. And then in your golden years, what's supposed to be your golden years, they're not so golden. Your hair is like falling out at a rate that you're not happy with. Um, your um, skin is like um, shriveling up or getting puffy or getting swollen, right? All these things are signs of hormonal imbalance. Why? Because hormones are the messengers. They're the messengers of our body. They coordinate the actions of our body. And if they're off, the actions of our body are off. And so that's why you experience it in all these different places. And every woman has their unique genetic predisposition as to where they're going to experience it, right? And so that's where you start getting different, different showings up for some women is fibroids or endometriosis, right? So... Um, so you go to your doctor and, and your, your, your poor doctor, I, I, my heart goes out, like, this is not what we're taught, right, in medical school um, yet. Um, and so the doctor, what the doctor is taught is like, um, here are the hormones to prescribe and um, writing the prescription and giving it over. And now here's the thing that, that what we were not taught in medical school is that um, those hormones well, we were taught it, but we didn't understand it. It's one thing to be taught it and one thing to know it, to really understand it. So it's like, oh, estrogen is made from pregnant mare's urine. So the estrogen and the um, hormone replacement therapy and oral contraceptive pills and the hormone replacement therapy that is anything that's not bioidentical lives in that realm. So the hormone replacement therapy that has been studied in those um, large women studies that raised concerns around uh, the risks of clotting and cancer and all those things they're with hormone replacement therapy not bioidentical they're with the the estrogen which is made from pregnant mare's urine and the progesterone is not even progesterone it's progestin which is different from progesterone and it actually turns out that it's an important difference because while it does have enough similarity with progesterone to help a few issues the dissimilarity is enough to cause a few other issues like inflammation in the body because the body is basically looking at this pregnant mare's urine estrogen and this progestin and it's saying this is not ours 
right? This is not our body. And our body goes through a period of evolution in the first, um, you know, in utero and the first few years of uh, few months of life where the immune system is taught what is it, what is um, itself and what is foreign. Okay. And that's why the digestive system, for example, has to work really hard to break down everything. Like even a banana has to break everything down to like the teeniest little bits that form a banana, like a down to like the amino acids that then make the protein because the protein of a banana is foreign to uh, our body. The protein of uh, milk is foreign to our body. The protein of gluten is foreign to our body. The body needs to break it down even smaller to the basic building blocks of life. And that's what's supposed to get into us. Um, and that's why we can develop food sensitivities with things like a leaky gut where the protein itself starts to get in. So with the hormones, estrogen from a pregnant mare and progestin are foreign enough that it's been shown, it's conclusive, that these hormone replacement therapies um, cause inflammation in the body, okay, at the level of the gut, if you take it in the mouth and inside the body, but once it gets into the body, it starts having a cascade effect through the body. How do we know this? Well, we know this from research showing it at a physiological level like blood work, but here's an important statistic that I covered in the WOW Collective program yesterday um, with people like Ushi who's watching today. Um, did you know that women who have been on birth control pill are 300% um, like uh, times more likely to develop Crohn's disease, which is a serious inflammation of the gut to the point where some people even end up cutting out pieces of the gut. Like it's so bad. Um, and it causes um, them to be running to the bathroom like every few minutes with diarrhea. Um, I was working with a physiotherapist and um, I didn't, she's a slim woman, like she seems so healthy. And then she found out that I was into women's health and she just asked me quietly and privately. She's like, well, what about Crohn's? I said, well, that's interesting why you asked. She's like, because I have it. And I'm like, wow, I never would have guessed. She looks so healthy but on the outside, but on the inside, her body was suffering. And she had been on birth control pill. Now, was that the trigger? I don't know. But it, it is like that. I mean, when you have to, when you're on something and you you increase your risk by 300%, that's, that's not minor. That's like really, really big, right? So, um, and, and there's uh, risks of uh, uh, fibroid and all those kinds of things. So being, if you have fibroid disease, for example, um, those hormones actually um, feed the fibroid, okay? In a, in a weird way, the fibroid takes those hormones and it actually um, transforms them into more estrogen, which then uh, inside of it, like the that it's natural estrogen and it grows. So if you're on, um, if you have a fibroid issue, I would think back, have you been on, are you currently on an oral contraceptive? That could be growing it. So, so the issue with um, uh, hormone replacement therapy using the standard hormones is that it's been shown to cause inflammation in the body, feed growth of things like fibroids, and cancer potentially right it also depletes nutrients in our body so it's been shown that these uh because maybe it's because of the inflammation when you're inflamed the body goes through a period of depletion because it takes energy to deal with inflammation so classic uh, uh, um, um, problems with deficiencies are the b vitamins so if you have deficiencies in B vitamins and you've been on the oral contraceptive field, that could be it. How do you know you could do some tests? But really, if you're not in optimal health, you might have a B vitamin deficiency if you've been on a hormone replacement therapy. Okay, And that could be the Mirena IUD or the Depo-Provera injection, um, the patch, um, all those things. Anything hormon hormonally synthetic.
Okay. Uh, it depletes uh, magnesium, it depletes zinc, it depletes, depletes coenzyme Q10, like all of these things. Okay. So then you're like, okay, well, um, I mean, I'm on it and I know if I go off of it, I suffer. Like I really suffer, right? I suffer from all of the things I listed, pre-menopause, menopause, post-menopause. And then I would say, okay, there's uh, two options and it's not either or, it's and. Like you can do a mixture of the two, one or the other, or a mixture of the two. One quick solution is bioidentical hormones. They're, um, they're derived from plants, but they're derived in a way that is made to be identical to our hormones. So as far as we know, um, as far as we know so far that those bioidentical hormones, because the people who made it were aware that there was a difference and now they made it like trying to make it exactly like our hormones, they seem to be better. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to caveat that by saying that I'm always open new research and inflammation so i'm never going to stake my hat on something i'm just going to always keep my mind open to it but they seem to be better so and if your doctor doesn't know how to prescribe them because it actually takes extra training to be prescribed in bioidentical hormones you may need to find someone like a medical doctor with extra training and usually those are at women's health clinics so you'd have to like look up women's health clinics and either get a referral from your doctor or refer yourself um and then you can ask for that and if you're with like a fertility um clinic i some are you or do you have me on a bioidentical progestin uh, progesterone okay um is that what you're putting me on and usually like a good clinic will do that for you so that's really good um the same thing with postmenopausal bioidentical hormones i think women who are postmenopausal are more aware but this can actually be the case for women who are premenopausal and having issues like fragile x syndrome for example women tend to go through menopause much earlier and the doctors are giving them regular hormone replacement therapy. I think it should not be the synthetic kind. I think I think it should be the bioidentical. Okay. Now, what I encourage you though is to, um, um, you know, the, those things should buy you time to figure out what's going on, but it shouldn't be the the end. It's the beginning. The prescription of the bioidentical to help you deal with what you need to deal with in the short term. If it's so severe that you can't live without it. It's the, it's the beginning. So they write you the prescription, you take it to make yourself feel better. And then you start to figure out, well, how did I get here, right? Yes, it's common to have some postmenopausal issues, but it's not common to suffer from them. And what I mean by common, okay, let me re rephrase that. It's common, but it's not normal. There's a difference between common and normal, okay? It's normal to have a shift from these big waves of hormonal fluctuations to little waves of hormonal fluctuations after menopause, right? Still linked to the moon because we're still bodies of water affected by like the tides, right? Affected by the moon, but not be these big waves. But, it, and the, but the difference shouldn't be like this. It should be like this, right? So have you, for example, burnt out your adrenal glands so much that they, the, uh, what we call adrenal fatigue, which is actually, um, now they're calling it HPA axis dysfunction, um, hypothalamus pituitary adrenal gland dysfunction. It's actually, you work your adrenal glands so hard that these no longer communicate. So there's no longer communication between the brain and the adrenal glands. And that's what causes this like adrenal fatigue. It's not that the, and the nice thing about that is that it's not that the adrenal glands are fatigued and they can't work anymore. Like they have been forced to get offline because they were working. Now they're resting. If you can get that back online through stress management strategies, you know, there's a probably a good chance that a lot of your issues are going to clear up because you're going to decrease your cortisol production more building blocks can go to progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. Okay, that's one way. And then remember I mentioned building blocks. You need 
um, healthy uh, sources of good quality protein, healthy sources of good quality fat to make your cholesterol. You need your minerals and your phytochemicals from plants, which are like the catalysts of those steps to make the things, right? Um, that's what I mean by building blocks, okay? So you need a whole foods diet of like grass-finished, fin- grass pastured uh, animals. If you're eating protein from that, you need to properly prepare your legumes and your seeds and your nuts, like deactivate the anti, like the natural plant chemicals that um, can irritate your gut if you eat too much of them so like soaking and rinsing your rice and your legumes uh, soaking or sprouting your nuts and your legumes you know all these ancient traditions that women learned over time were necessary to do if we wanted to get our um, nutrition from plants in large quantities especially legumes seeds and nuts and grains right so um, you got your building blocks issue. So and then the processed foods issue. Processed foods actually increases inflammation in the gut, which decreases absorption of nutrients. And now you're decreasing your blocking building blocks like that. I mentioned that dairy has a lot of hormones from the cow itself, not added hormones. I just want to reiterate that it's the hormones you're drinking the cow hormones. And remember, um, cow hormones are not human hormones. That can be irritating to the to the body too. We were meant to drink human milk, not cow's milk or goat's milk or sheep's milk. So if you're doing a lot of that, that can be very problematic for you, okay, um, in terms of your hormone ban- balance, right? Um, and other things that can cause hormonal imbalances, like I said, being on the on ha- being having been on hormonal synthetic, and there's this thing called the um, post-birth control syndrome, or you can replace that with post-hormone therapy syndrome, where the inflammation um, caused by it uh, and the hormonal imbalances caused by being on this, even for as little as six months, can sufficiently imbalance your body with decreased deficiencies in your nutrients that, and if you're not intentional with replenishing them, you never get into a catch-up, you never catch up, and then you can live the rest of your life in this like deficit, right? And you need to like purposefully replenish in order to get back, right? So for example, when I see a young woman who's having issues with their periods or their skin or fertility, I always wonder, so what are their stress levels? How are they eating? Um, what are they drinking? How um, how are they moving? How are they thinking? What's their mindset, right? Um, what are they exposing to in terms of toxins? Because toxins can cause hormonal imbalances and blocking formation of appropriate hormones like mercury, like you have mercury fillings, um, you know, possibly that's a contributing factor, right? Aluminum uh, is, is a um, kind of neurotoxic in the body. I don't cook with aluminum. I don't use aluminum foil. Um, I don't heat up anything in aluminum, um, you know, those aluminum sheets, you know. I'm just very attentive to following the laws of nature um, and trying to use those of nature as the portal into health. And yes, um, sometimes or oftentimes we need the bridge, that the band-aid, the, the bioidentical hormone is like the bridge to get you there because sometimes your energy is just so low. Or I have a client who would hemorrhage so much on her periods that she had to be on thing for a period of time she could not survive without it and then being on it for a period of time while figuring out all the underlying issues um, and then getting that all figured out and then what you do is you slowly come off of that medication if you can so so that you can transition and even in menopause like we don't know what the effects of being on a bioidentical hormone for life are 
And um, the thing is, um, our hormones naturally fluctuate. And unless you're following like a daily fluctuation myoidentical hormone therapy program, which most of us aren't on bioidentical hormones, that can be causing a little bit of issues down below. So um, like, you know, grumbling little issues that can build up over time. So I, I highly encourage you to, um, you know, get curious. Um, uh, your, our, 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 our hormones are kind of our superpowers for women. You know, we are very sensitive to our hormones, um, more so than men, although men are as well. Um, and we need to pay attention to what our hormones are telling us. Um, about our health it's our barometer of health it's like the spidey sense it's like the smoke detector going off and just put, using a bioidentical hormone or hormone replacement therapy is like turning off the smoke detector without putting out the fire does that make sense right so what's causing the problem you you do need to turn off the smoke detector sometimes because the alarm can be so loud and and aggravating and just take up your attention so you can't even like focus in on what the problem is so sometimes you do need that medication to turn off the alarm right but then you need to get to like where's the fire what caused the fire do i have like an arsonist in the home did i accidentally leave the stove on right like um what's going on here so this is where i think we stop short we stop short at the at the prescription at the wrong prescription oftentimes, but even at the right prescription, we just stop short. And that's not the way to go for true health, right? For long lasting health. Now, having said that, that's your, that's your personal decision. You can choose to say, you know, I'm in my seventies and I just want to feel good and I don't really want to change my lifestyle. Um, uh, and I'm okay with doing the prescription. Awesome. But um, if you're really into true health, like really getting your body functioning and humming as best as it can uh, for where you're at in your stage of life, you cannot solve the problem using the same lifestyle that created it, current or past, right? And sometimes you might even have the right lifestyle right now, but you don't realize that you're working from a position of deficit. You've, you kind of are in a hole from a previous lifestyle, so to speak. And so then you have to kind of build up again to get yourself back. So you might need to be more intentional with supplements and that kind of thing. That's what happened with me. I was, I was, I was living a certain lifestyle unbeknownst. My health tanked, right? Like boom. And then I started living a healthy lifestyle and I'm still figuring that out. Like every day I learned something new, but then I had to super supplement for a while to get myself up here. Like I had to really intentionally supplement and now that I'm, I'm back here, I've dropped off some supplements and I've learned what I can do well and without, without, um, and now I have like some core supplements that I use. And then I have some supplements that I use intermittently and that's my journey. And, um, and that's one of the things that I'm really good at is figuring out what people can do for their personal health in terms of supplementing and that kind of stuff. But, um, I do think that, and so do we need to supplement? I would say that if you're working in a position of deficit, whole foods alone probably not be enough probably not um it may be and you can give it a go with that with food as medicine only but because of um us being out of alignment with the laws of nature and, and exposing ourselves to things like processed foods and toxins um i think that nowadays food is food is not enough i do think that there is a, a need for some intentional supplementation and strategies to get us back up here but i do know we can get back up there there is no doubt I have no doubt that we can all do it together as women, okay? What are your thoughts of taking bioidentical progesterone during the first trimester of pregnancy? Oh, good question. So first of all, it depends. If it's your first pregnancy, 
um, then um, I wouldn't say just take it just because I would say maybe you have enough progesterone. Um, however, if it's like if you're if it's you're in the situation where you've had uh, difficulty getting pregnant or difficulty maintaining your pregnancy, then I would say uh, bioidentical progesterone may be necessary. Again, it's that band-aid. It's a bridge right to get you where you want to go and i would still um still afterwards like you know be reflective of like why was i not getting pregnant why was i not being able to carry the term the big one is the progesterone relative progesterone deficiency to estrogen right um again sometimes you might have too much too much estrogen so too much estrogen so estrogen in relation to progesterone is too high and then progesterone relatively too low do you see what i'm saying and then you have to supplement to get it back up there but again, if you if all you do is take the progesterone during pregnancy and you don't think about your hormones, um, which you're going to be like nurturing during pregnancy very much so, and then especially after pregnancy and beyond, you're going to still have that relative progesterone deficiency in your life. So I do think there's a role for it in those specific situations. And I still think it's your smoke detector to tell you that something's going on and you got to you got to figure out how to fix it. Um, if someone has a really low progesterone before conceiving, exactly. Like I just explained, it's the bridge to get you where you want to go, you want to conceive. And at the same time, even like, you know, um, you need to figure that out because the progesterone is important during um, the first phase, especially, but you still need healthy progesterone to have like a, a happy and healthy pregnancy, right? Like low progesterone during the rest of your pregnancy could result in other issues like um um, maybe you have the preeclampsia, like the hypertension, or maybe you have um, difficulties with the birthing process and you go to emergency C-section. Who knows, right? Because once you stop taking that, that progesterone during the first trimester, you're going to go back down to your really low progesterone, right? So I still invite women who are in this position to, to as they're taking their medication, because they really want to get pregnant at that time, they don't want to wait a year to figure out their hormones, for example, um, to, to figure out your hormones while you are doing this. And the nice thing is that everything you need to do to figure out your hormones will not harm your baby, like stress reduction, eating well, cutting out processed foods, figuring out the toxicities, all that kind of stuff, right? That's still a good thing to do. I would say that if you have really low progesterone and you're not in a hurry to conceive, I would maybe take a break for a year from conception and work at getting your body ready for pregnancy with uh, with figuring out your hormonal balance. So in ancient traditions, a woman would actually, a year before they would, they would even try to get pregnant, the tribe and the village would purposely feed the woman and the man actually the best foods and, and nurture them. And because and, they knew that if they put that attention and focus on the woman and the man who were ready to get pregnant together, um, that the baby would be healthier and more robust and stronger, the whole community would get together and get the woman ready for pregnancy. So this is something I think we're really lacking is teaching women how to get ready for pregnancy. And that can take like that can take a year, right? A very intentional work, but it's doable because really what you don't want is you don't want to get pregnant. You want to have a healthy baby. That's ultimately what you want. The pregnancy is like an event on the road to what you really want, which is a really, really healthy baby. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe. And please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. 
everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. Thank you.